0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 87. I hope you guys are having a great Thursday. No, this is not on Wednesday. Thank you for rolling with it. Our guest today couldn't make it on Wednesday, but made it happen the day after. Big, big whoop, I say we got it done and i'm looking forward to this um so okay guys i'm i'm stoked about today's episode i've been wanting to get this guest back and it's finally happened uh she's a conservative christian conservative speaker and a passionate fiery passionate one at that she's also an undercover journalist and she's also the founder of gathering bride ministries give it up for my guest today anna kate anna kate what
2: What's up? Thank you so much for having me on and being flexible. Hallelujah. Yeah. So it came up yesterday.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's mm-hmm. life. Things always come up, you know. So,
2: living in the fast uh, lane, you know, flowing the Holy Ghost. Sometimes he's right. got other plans. So, yep. he's been teaching me now more than ever not to have a schedule, to mm, really have a, you know, tentative schedule. He can always move it at any time. Yeah. Amen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Amen to that. Well, what have you been up to lately? It's been a, a couple of months since you've been on the show. I think you were on our first ever live show. Yes. Uh, so I, I'm sure you've had a lot going on since then, but what's been what's been going on?
2: Yeah, we had so much fun that time. Um, well, I have been in California spending much time, a lot of time with my spiritual mama and brothers and sisters here. Um, it's funny because I'm in her studio and she's got a Christmas tree like me. Yeah. Amen. We love the joyful time. This joyful oh, time yeah. of the year, Amen. So, um, just been spending time with her, having meetings. We're working on a few projects, a film, and and uh, and a show. So, we've just been just been being discipled and just going deeper in mm-hmm. the, in the Word and the and with the Lord, learning so much. I mean, it's there's really safety and, and wisdom in in being surrounded by wise counsel. So, learning as much mm-hmm. as I can, soaking it up. I'm not really doing many events or even speaking things. It's just really just Spending a lot of time with the Lord, and it's been amazing. So, price I off. think
1: that's really good, though, because sometimes it can be—it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle, and to know when it's time to be silent for a while, or at least silent in the public eye, um, or more so. I think sometimes that can—that can be really, really tough. So, yeah. kudos yeah. for yeah. knowing and actually just rolling with it.
2: And honestly, it can also be exhausting because you have so mm-hmm. many people pulling on you in all directions. And then you can't minister from there. You you have yeah. to minister out of the overflow. And in yeah. order to minister from the overflow, you have to spend time with the Lord. Mm. You have to read his word. You have to be in his presence. So it's mm. a blessing.
0: Yeah. And
2: um, it's just it's an honor to be discipled by some mighty men and women of God. Come on.
1: So, Come on. Absolutely. So any of you who are not doing that right now, you got to get yourself plugged in and yes. let. Uh, something that I've said a lot on this show is just reminding um, the older generations, their role in what God is doing. And that's many things. But one of those things is, you know, especially with millennials, not having strong, you know, strong parents to, to help guide them spiritually and to have, uh, you know, baby boomers. And I would say the older Gen Xers taking these younger people under their wings and not be afraid. So I do, I do see a double function, even with Elijah fire and that number one, yeah, obviously we're getting on millennials and we're getting on Gen Z and, and all that. Um, but at the same time, it's also showing, Hey, this is how you can, this is to help you, the older generations understand the younger generations better rather than, cause to me, it's not about like, Hey, step aside. It's our time to shine. Like, man, we need everybody all hands on deck for what God yes. is doing. Right.
2: And they have pearls of wisdom,
1: Absolutely, pearls
2: of wisdom. And so I'm grateful, you know, having Pastor Ruth here again, um, there's so much I'm learning. And really, you know, if you look in the Bible, Elisha and Elisha, Mm
1: -hmm. you
2: know, um, you have, you know, Paul and and Timothy, Mm -hmm. you actually, they actually follow them around, you know, and Elijah told Elisha, hey, you don't have to come. You you can, you can leave. And Elisha Elisha said, no, I want to follow you. I want to be here until you're taken up. You know, I want to be, I want to. carry, carry, catch your mantle. And so there's an importance of having a relationship with your spiritual parents, whether it be your pastor, whether it be someone the Lord puts in your life along the way, because we're saved, but we also need to be discipled, right? Mm -hmm. There's salvation, but there's a difference between salvation and maturity, Mm -hmm. right? You're saved, but then you now have to be growing up in the Lord. You know, you don't want to be a Christian (laughs) forever. And a lot of times it's all hands on deck. And, you know, I used to, when I lived in New York, I never even met my pastor. There were thousands of people in the congregation, oh,
1: wow. yeah.
2: you know, and it was a great teaching of the word. Wasn't afraid to teach sin, but couldn't have an, a relationship with my pastor. Mm-hmm. And so I have, you know, another, a pastor in Florida, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, amazing man of God, his wife, Pastor Donica, love them. But mm-hmm. it's also really nice to just be submerged. And you know, I'm living in my spiritual mama's house, just spending time with her and watching her and following her mm, and applying great. the word. Because another thing, too, you read the word. But the lord says you also have to be a doer of the word i was Mm -hmm. just listening to that verse just now uh, upstairs while i was getting ready we have to you know know the word and also do the word to apply the word in your life otherwise you're just reading words on a page it's got to be in your heart but then also having an example a role model an example a mentor a spiritual Mm -hmm. mom a spiritual dad where you can actually see her walking it out and saying okay This is really the level we're called to. It's possible. And from morning to evening, waking up with the joy of the Lord. God morning, everyone. Let's pray. Let's, you know, let's fast. Let's read the word together. Let's have devotional morning to evening all day long. And 24 hour, you know, ministry as well. She gets phone calls in the middle of the night, phone calls in the middle of the day. We have plans, but the Lord says, no, you're going out here. You're going out there. People getting delivered, set free, you know, receiving the Lord. A family needs a 911 call. They're about to get divorced. I mean, this is 24 hour <laughs> ministries. Yeah. The Lord even told me back in the day when I got saved. And um, it's just a blessing to be able to see how to handle different situations. You'll never know by just reading a book. You actually have to experience it as well. So the, the thing I want to say here as well is you have to serve. Servanthood is so important. Serve your pastor, serve your spiritual parents, serve your church as much as you can, because first of all, with servanthood comes humility, and there's a grace on humility. The word of God says, and servanthood you really learn the ins and outs of of how to apply the word of God. That's right. It's vital.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think too, um, being around people that are as selfless as your spiritual mom mama is. I think that that that's um that rubs off in the best possible way so seeing somebody be um selfless like that um and giving themselves to people like that knowing it's what they're supposed to be doing but doing it in in such a degree like that um it it's it, it's contagious yes. and i think that having examples set before us and being around people and allowing examples to be set for us uh, and being pliable like that is so so essential so man that's awesome amen yeah
2: that is good
1: so what is what well, i mean obviously you're kind of in this season of um i guess it's maybe a little bit more of a hidden season than than in the past you know uh, like you said you're not doing a whole lot of speaking engagements right now you're really just trying to soak up what guys what has god been speaking to you during this time
2: Well, you know, it was interesting. A few weekends, a few weeks ago, I was at home in Florida and I woke up. I've never experienced to this level, you know, feeling the fear of the Lord. I woke up with such a fear of the Lord. It was, I've never experienced anything like it. I was sitting on my bed and I was literally shaking. Whoa! (laughs) And I felt, I said, palpable fear of the Lord. And I knew that I was going to be judged for every word I say, every Mm -hmm. action I do. And I was so (laughs) in his presence with fear and trembling that I was afraid to speak. I was afraid to leave my room. I was afraid to leave my bed. I don't want to say anything, anything that was displeasing to him, even if it's, Mm -hmm. you know, good morning and I'm not in the most cheerful mood. You know what I mean? So it was just Mm -hmm. something I've I've never experienced to that degree. And it really shook me and it really changed me where I'm very – Careful, and this is why I'm in this season of just soaking in His presence. Because, you know, just checking our joy level as well. That's something that I'm I'm grateful to have a a, a, a mentor around me that that can see things that I don't see. First of all, she's a prophet; she sees in the spirit. Mm -hmm. She's a seer. She'll see things even if I even if it's over here for me and I don't notice it. She'll see things and she'll say, "Okay, daughter, we have to forgive on this uh, this person. There's something. There's a soul tie here." I can see you, you need to break it. And mm-hmm. so I'm grateful to have a, someone, a prophet, a seer who can see in the spirit, but also have my own encounters with the Lord. Hearing the Lord confirm certain things or, you know, the Lord says something to me and she'll confirm it. And, you know, two or three witnesses will, will call me. And, and it's such a blessing. It really is. And I know there are people hungry out there for that. And just ask the Lord. You know, the Lord says, you receive not because you ask not. And I'm not saying that you guys haven't asked, but ask if you, if it's a desire of your heart, it's such a godly desire to have a mentor, to have a pastor, to have someone who can really disciple you. Because the word says, go out and make disciples, Mm -hmm. go out and make disciples. So I'm grateful for my spiritual mama who loves to, you know, she's like a mama hen and like a mama eagle. And she'll throw the little babies out of the nest. And you have to, you have to, that's the only way you're going to learn to fly is if you jump out. But yeah. you have to jump out with the word of God. And so the fear of the Lord really gripped me. I'm telling you, if you've ever experienced it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It was like just not wanting to leave my bed. I didn't talk pretty much the entire day. And the, and the next morning, it dissipated a bit, but it was still so palpable and so strong. Mm-hmm. And I pray to Jesus. I always walk in that because yeah. really there's there's such a, a holiness in his reverence and um purity and knowing that every word is really uh you know listened to in heaven it's recorded in heaven and the other thing i want to say too which goes back to a two years ago now i was in texas visiting a spiritual dad of mine uh, pastor mira pena in waco texas and we were in his office with his wife and a few other brothers and sisters and just you know just just talking just fellowshipping mm-hmm. and as he was speaking i heard what he was speaking, I heard it being echoed. I saw an echo of what he was saying. And I knew it was being played on the courts of heaven. I mean, I'm telling you, I was sitting there and I was shaking. And the Lord was talking about some of these things about his church and, you know, businesses. And there was just such a presence of the Lord. And this fear came upon me as he's talking. I hear every word he's like, before he says it, I hear it in heaven. And it was like an echo. And I was just standing, I was just sitting there staring at him and hearing it. And I, it's such a fear. And I heard the verse where it says, every, you will be judged on every word you say. And that was the same thing I felt again two weeks ago. And it's not that I go out and say, you know, thing, but it's every word, every word to anyone, you know, being gentle, even when there's moments where you just want to yell at someone, the Lord is like, no, you gently love on them. You can mm. use humility. There's a grace. Even if someone does you wrong, or if someone sends you a weird email or whatever, gracefully, just yeah. let it let it go, and, and anyway. So the Lord has shown me more than ever to really walk in the fear of the Lord. Mm. So holy, He's so holy. We are judged on every word we say, every single word, every each one word. And it's it's then something that is
1: oh really- man, yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guys could be like a downer, but seriously, no,
1: it's it's good. It's I think uh, that's something that we don't I don't know, you know, it just. That's why it's so important to to spend time in His presence, and it's something I talk about a lot. I mean, a lot on this show, you know. Uh, and it's uh, for good reason. I think that for a long time, even for myself, it was like so so much of it was like trying to be formulaic and like, no, I have to do it this way, and I have to do that. And I'm like, no, all of all direction, questions, um, anxiety. Whatever it is, those things get answered or solved in his presence. And so it's like even being conformed to his image is found in his presence. It's not through like, okay, conform to his presence conform to his image, what does that mean? Okay, I'm gonna implement all these different things. And when I was young in the Lord, that's what I used to do and now it's like, no, just go spend time with them. And it's like all of us know if you're around somebody, okay, even like your spiritual mama, you know like if you're around somebody who's different, like different in a good way. And, and you spend time around them and you study them and you watch them it's contagious. Like we were talking about earlier and, and the same goes for Jesus. So even like, yeah, that some of those people that might be having that anxiety of like, Ooh, I've said a lot. Well, first off repent and then seek yeah. his face and be conformed to his image. Like, Amen. You know? And I'm
2: learning more than ever. Honestly, be quick to repent. Be very quick to repent. Right. He always teaches me quick to repent. Yeah. A little frustrated. Oh, Lord, forgive me for being frustrated. Lord, um, mm-hmm. someone does something, be quick to forgive them. Be, be quick to get on the phone. The Lord, the Bible says, seek peace. Mm. With all men, seek peace. Yeah. Always seeking peace. Always seeking to, to humble yourself. And even if they offended you, say, forgive me if I offended you. You know, let's just talk about this. Let's pray with one another. Um, and the other thing that I want to say, too, is that just being, being around her, uh, always praying in the spirit.
0: Mm.
2: Always on the overflow. So and I'm learning and I'm seeing myself have more discernment, um, hearing the Lord even better, being more prophetic. I mean, the the gifts really starting to uh, develop even more, seeing visions, dreams, and everything like that. And it's because you're you're around prophets, and it's also because you you find yourself praying in the spirit more than I've ever prayed before in the spirit, and seeing the fruit of it, seeing the joy and the peace and the kind heartedness and the long suffering. And when I would, if I would get a, a message or something or a phone call of some sort that would normally frustrate me, just, okay. You know, letting go. Cause people pull in all directions. They're always wanting something mm-hmm. and, you know, godly saying, okay, this is not the season for that. You know, seek the Lord on this and that, or, um, you know, and not getting frustrated, not getting your flesh. Cause that even like rolling your eyes, the Lord doesn't like that, so quick to no. repent on that. And I'm, Thankfully, I don't really roll my eyes, but but people do all the time, and it's a little yeah. example of just the uh, flesh. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Lord, forgive me if I rolled my eye. You know, forgive me if I rolled my eyes, and forgive me, sister, for for rolling my eyes. It's just got a little frustrated. But let's pray. Mm-hmm. Always taking it back to the Lord. Always taking okay. it back to the Lord and I'm praying in the Spirit. You know, the Bible says, "Pray without ceasing." And and you know, I'm like, Lord, how can we pray all day long? Like, how really? How can we sit? no? You, as you're moving and as you're communicating with the Lord, that's prayer. Just talking to him, praising him. Thank you, Jesus. What a beautiful day. You're so wonderful. Doing the dishes. Lord, you're amazing. Lord, I'm so grateful. I have such a blessed life. Super blessed life. Simple, but super blessed life is what we always say, her and I. Simple, but super blessed life. And it's possible. And, you know, and it says in the word, Proverbs 17, a merry heart is like good medicine. So whatever you're going through a merry heart is being the presence of the Lord, Lord, you know, his presence is our strength, his joy, right, is our strength. So there's just so many ways to apply the word and really seeing how you can apply it on a daily basis is life-changing. And that is really being a child of God is just living out the scripture. You know, those who love him, keep his commandments of loving God and loving others.
1: Yeah. Well, and this is great. A great segue into your first, your first point in our notes, which is that he's, He's making his bride ready. And you had something that happened in 2017 uh, that kind of goes along with this.
2: Yeah. Amen. Um, so I was saved in 2016 and I was home with the Lord for almost a year and a half, just reading the word. I didn't have any pastor. All. I was praying for a church. Um, he had me just home reading. I didn't know anything. I was, I was just reading the Bible, having some encounters with him, some visions, some dreams. Um, and then I got a phone call in 2017 in september of 2017 from a friend of mine and he said hey do you want to come with us to texas we're going to drive from ohio i'm in new york at the time we're going to drive from ohio to texas we're going to volunteer because hurricane harvey just totally ravaged that state and i said let me get back to you on that i'm gonna i'm gonna ask god and so um and by the way you know that year the lord really showed me his faithfulness like how faithful he is he told me quit your job which was poker, leave leave that and just, I'll take care of everything. And I thought, okay. And ev- by the way, every day I was living on my savings. Every time I had a bill due, supernaturally, the money would come in two days or the day before every, and I realized I don't even have to worry about Money, He's
0: supplies.
1: <laughs> yes, awesome. yeah. just
2: spend time with me. I, he yeah. took super. I would get a phone call. Do you want to do a survivor appearance? Here's a thousand dollars. Would pay my bills. I mean, supernaturally. And then eventually, it was just other, other, other. So I would just get checks. I would get checks in the mail with my name on it. What is this company? I'm get a check. Pay <laughs> the frankly, phone bill. I mean, yeah. supernatural. So I knew that God is faithful and 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 he he's my provider. you know, is my redeemer. Is my provider. So it was really a really an amazing time. And so I I prayed and I said, Lord, you if you want me to go. You have to give me a sign. I was reading how, um, um, you know, he I forgot his name. Who had the fleece out? And he's like, you know, give me a sign, Lord. Okay. Yeah. Like, yes. So if you, if you, um, you know, if you want me to go, I need, I need, I need a sign. One, I need a comfortable car because it is a pretty far drive to Ohio and then Texas, another twenty hours. So seventeen hours to Ohio, twenty hours to Texas. I need a comfortable car, Lord. Number two, would you make it abundantly clear that you want me to go? So. The next morning I um I had to rent a car and take a little road trip somewhere. And I go to my normal enterprise rent a car and I got there and there's literally always hundreds of cars on the lot. I kid you not, like hundreds. I come there, I see one car on the lot. Hmm. I'm not kidding, like one car. So I go, Great. I think I don't think they have a car for me. So I go inside and they go, I'm really sorry, Anna. You know, we we ran out of cars. It's really weird, busy morning today, but we have one car and I hope it's okay. We can upgrade you. I said, Okay, that's nice. It's you know, okay. So I go outside. It's this hooked-up car, it's a hooked-up Cadillac. I mean, like the newest model, not that I care, but they had this big air, air play thing for my phone. I mean, it was so cool. Leather seats. I thought, wow, this is a really comfortable car. And then I, you know, I do the little walk around to make sure there's no bumps and the, and the license plate. I'm in New York, mind you, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut license plates, maybe a Florida license plate,
0: big letters, texas
1: what awesome
0: thanks for listening the elijah fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner visit elijahfirecom slash donate
2: like, are you serious car texas instantly get on the phone i signed my little document get on the phone call my friend brian i said okay we're going to texas i'll see you tonight i'm driving Dude. out to ohio today drove out to ohio got his wife got his friends drove out to texas we drive into texas and this was i'm telling you right now it was like being in the show the walking dead okay my brother-in-law always told me to watch that show and although i hate zombies i'm really glad i watched it because it was more about survival Mm -hmm. and uh just some tips of of, you know the weakest link and all that but anyways Mm -hmm. uh, we drive into texas and see that you know dead dogs my heart broke we get to our first location which is where the lord spoke we get to the supermarket it's this um you know you see like civilians there who have ARs and they're, they're guarding the supermarket and I'm driving by all of the banks have a police officer in front of it, in front of the ATMs, every single ATM in that area, there's a national guard in front of it. It, it was like, it was like the walking dead.
1: Well, and really. for everybody who missed it also, this was right after hurricane Harvey, correct? Yes. Yeah.
2: Hurricane Harvey. There yeah. were some places in Texas were totally fine. There were other places in Texas completely devastated. Like, uh, I think it was Bowl Mount who, who had water all around. The only way you can get food in there is by helicopter. I had some friends who were flying in on helicopter dropping food. And they, when some of them got there, a lot of people were actually dead. Because people were stealing food and water from their neighbors and killing people. Um, I mean, it was a mess. There was CIA was there. I mean, it was, it was a know. mess. Um, but we get there, and it was, this, it, it was, it was the craziest scene I've honestly, honestly ever lived through it was like I was in a movie. So we're at the supermarket. There's the army there, there's national guard, the policemen. There are people guarding the food. There are thugs in the area. I mean, it was obviously not a good area in Texas, but the Lord allowed me to see this. And um, I remember policemen even asking us, Hey, are you guys armed? Would you like to stay with us? And we need some more people guarding the supermarket and food. And I'm like, I'm here to help people clean their driveways, help them with whatever. I'm not here to be a Shoot guard. You know,
1: potentially.
2: <laughs> I know, like what is happening? Yeah. And we had some people cut thugs, honestly, come up to I don't I don't want to say thugs or but like some people that were clearly like on drugs. Rough yeah.
1: You know,
2: rough people saying trying yeah. to lure us off the off the supermarket to different areas. I knew to rob us, and some of them I knew to to literally kill us. I mean, it was just it was mayhem. I've never experienced anything like oh. this. We asked the guard. The National Guard, the Army, the police officers, everyone was on a different page. One of them said curfew was at 4.30. The other one said 7. The other one said 10. Everyone is on different pages. I'm thinking this, there's just the lack of communication here is just insane. So I get in the car. Actually, I'm standing outside the car. We're listening to the radio. The radio dispatch woman on the radio for you know civilian uh, volunteers is crying hysterically crying. I can't get anyone to call me back. We have 300 volunteers from around the country and there's no communication. I don't know where to send you. Uh, And she's hysterically crying. I mean, it was like, I'm looking around and I'm seeing drug dealers. I'm seeing police officers, army, national guard, people trying to get food. It's closed right now. I'm seeing curfews 430. And it's just, it was like in a war zone. It was the, 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 just police national guard at every bank at every atm it was like you know like this is what the new world order wants situation you know
1: right yeah and
2: i get in the car close the door and i said lord what is this you brought me here i know you brought me here what is this (laughs) and i heard this clear as day i heard look around you daughter the national guard the army the police they're all on They're all on different pages. He said, and this happened in a small town. Because it was, it was a small town in Texas. Now imagine if this was in a big city. Millions would die in one day.
0: Hmm.
2: And then I heard this. And my people are not prepared. I heard it three times. And literally as I'm here and I'm sitting in the middle seat in the back, I feel Jesus sitting here crying as he's saying this and he said and my people are not prepared Mm -hmm. three times and my people are not prepared and i knew what that meant i knew not prepared in their household, not prepared in the church, not prepared to be martyred, not prepared to be tested. We're so complacent. Everything is happy. Everything's wonderful. Some people are in la-la land. You know, some people are lukewarm. Some people think that everything's great. Whenever Jesus comes, it'll be great. Like they're not prepared at all. They're not prepared for the Lord to return right now. Many, if the Lord would come now, it's not a glorious bride right now. It's a very divided, um, fleshy bride. Although there is a remnant of the remnant, who are prepared, right? But there's many that are not. And the Lord said, my people are not prepared, but I knew he was gonna get them ready. I Mm -hmm. knew he was gonna get them ready. And I remember thinking, wait, Lord, I'm in New York right now. Like, this is crazy. What do you mean millions would die? And I knew big cities. And I felt like it was gonna be like, um, you know, like some kind of um, traumatic event, whether it be, you know, earthquake or tsunami, or, you know, like we had in Hurricane Harvey, it would be something significant in the future and also a shaking of our faith too. It's a spiritual thing as well. And so um, anyway, so I, I was begging the Lord to take me out of New York for years. And he, you know, he only released me last year, by the way, a week before they made the, the I'm not gonna get you kicked off of YouTube, the week before the, the thing was thing,
1: made, you know, the, you yeah. Know, the
2: <laughs> so anyways, but then when COVID hit, and that's the last time I'll say the C word, when that hit in March of 2020, I said, Lord, is this the end? Is this it? Is this the end? I heard it clear as day. No, it is not the end yet, but I am preparing my people. And he said some other things. I'm not going to say it on YouTube, but I have it on my rumble. But he, um, um, yeah, he's and this is him preparing his people, totally shaking the world awake, shaking the bride awake to be prepared, to be equipped. So that's the that's why the Lord named it the Gathering Bride Ministries. He's gathering the bride from around the world to equip them and prepare them for the king's second return
1: yeah,
2: so it's man. physically and spiritually especially. and
1: in, t- in 2020 I, everybody and 2021 everybody can agree that there has been a calling there's been a uh, a separating of the wheat and the tares as it were you know and it's like um you know the churches that are more concerned about image and more concerned about uh public opinion uh, have definitely been exposed. And it's still happening, as a matter of fact. Um, especially with everything that's been happening with Roe v. Wade. That was also very telling with churches that wouldn't even talk about it, or said the exact opposite. This is not a time for rejoicing. This is not a um, you know, that's it's definitely been a, a time of exposing. And and really it's interesting because even before, and it sounds like this has definitely been the case for you, but I would say that the the, the years leading up to 2020, for me, God was really bringing me back down to the simplicity of the gospel. I'd gotten a little too philosophical with, um, with, with the Bible, to be completely honest, um, and, uh, and realizing like, man, the, the, the beauty of the simplicity in the gospel message that a five-year-old can understand it is something special. Um, and I feel like that's kind of where we're all at now is just this, just all of these man-made structures being, if we allow the Lord to do it, all these man-made structures coming off of our lives of things that we were like, no, this is, this is, this is, uh, it really was a monument to myself, but I'd convinced myself it was a monument to God in my life of something, you know, and, and, um, it's been a really painful, but really good. A process uh, over the past couple of years.
2: Praise God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we can't survive on just theology. Right. You know, it really has to be in our heart. Mm-hmm. And um, by the grace of God, he teaches us all things through his word and through our daily life.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, the
2: more the hungrier you are for God, the more you seek him. You know, the Bible says you draw near to him and he draws near to you. Right. And so Paul even said that he said, I'm not just using all these big words to impress you. I'm just telling you the gospel. Mm -hmm. And there is such power in the simplicity of the gospel. Like you're saying, it's, it's simple. You know, Mm -hmm. we are all sinners and we're in need of God's grace. There's a real heaven and a real hell. As an atheist, the Lord showed me both. Right. (laughs) Changed My life shook me awake. And I said, Lord, I don't want anything to do with hell. I don't, I, I would like the fear of the Lord. I'd rather be by myself in my little cave, just me and you, you know, I don't even want to risk not even one word. Not even one action, not even one intention, Lord, with, you know, leaving you and going it the other way, you know, but it, <laughs> he teaches us that we can walk it out. We can walk out that the word, his precious word, if we really honestly, it's even, I understand now the, the meaning of med- meditating on the word, really eating it up, really taking your time with it. It's okay if you read just a paragraph and meditate on it all day, all day. Even if it's a verse, just really eating the word. I'm telling you this, it's very special. And blessed is the man who who meditates on the word day and night. It, right. is, it really is. And, and you know, praying in in, in your spirit language and, and listening and being at the feet of someone who has been with the Lord for a long time. I mean, for real, there's many people out there that say one thing and when they're preaching and behind the scenes, they're not really living that life at all. They're not actually putting it into action.
0: Mm-hmm. You might
2: not see it, but when you're around them behind the scenes, you know, you feel you can sense it. Yep. And um anyway but yeah there's theology and there's a simple word you know and it ch- transforms our heart where we want to seek him even more know him even more and lord test our heart lord who can save me from this deceitful evil heart that i have lord i mean it's only by his grace
1: that's right it's yeah. only by his grace yeah, yeah. It's, i have a a random random question like it's not it's not actually very sure. random it's yeah. it's um but i just feel like this kind of goes along with what we're talking about god preparing the bride preparing each of us um and i know that when you were on survivor you were a different person um Mm -hmm. and what has that been like now when people you maybe you you mentioned oh i get i got a phone call to be on a um a survivor appearance or whatever Uh, here's a thousand dollars or whatever um, what kind of opportunities has that opened up for you? Because you're obviously a, a very different person now.
2: Yes, yeah. At that time, you know, it aired in 2016. So 2016, 2017, I was still doing appearances, and then, um, yeah. you know, the Lord had other means to to uh, yeah. for, for living and surviving in the world. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it did open doors. I remember, you know, I I got saved, and the enemy tried to come with all types of different shows. I got a call from MTV to do a show. I mean, you know, the enemy comes from everywhere. And um, I never even wanted to be on TV. I never even wanted to at all. I just wanted to do Survivor because it's like Mm -hmm. poker. I used to play, I used to be a professional poker player. So it's Mm -hmm. all about game theory and using psychology, using discernment. I didn't know discernment then, but now I understand that psychology is really discerning of spirits, discerning of the intentions of people's hearts, discerning when people are lying, when people are telling the truth. I don't know. That was I was actually a gift from the Lord. Um, praise God. So yeah, it, it opened up uh, different doors. A lot of doors were from the enemy. Thank you, mm-hmm. Jesus, that, um, he made it abundantly clear. It was, yeah, not you know, I had that big check in the spirit. I would even hear him say no. Um, you know, I'm re- I was really learning to hear his voice at the time. And he spoke honestly when I, when I was just really clearly, really clear. Um, and you know, now he really makes me, um, Really get into his presence. I mean, he still talks all day long. But you know, like how clear he spoke, even in Texas, it was so clear. It was like someone was sitting right here. I mean, I heard it in my head. I know his—it's a male voice. You know, like mm-hmm. this is what you're here to see. I'm—I want to show you this. Um, but by the grace of God. But yeah, I mean, it's open doors to um, when I when I endorsed candidate Trump at the time in 2016. Is really mm-hmm. when the conservative doors, you know, open and yeah. and um, the only one from reality television to endorsed Trump. so that yeah. was great. I was like, you know what? this platform that I have, I don't care to do any TV show. I, I, I'm happy to talk about Jesus. you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just use the political platform to testify of being an atheist and not having a relationship with God and seeing heaven and hell and he's real and he loves you and he wants to forgive you. So that's really where um I knew it was the Lord those opportunities that open up and and you know I still speak at Clay Clark's event every month. It's really an amazing event. yeah. Um, it's a political event, but people come there, and fifty percent of the people on stage are pastors. And mm-hmm. people think that Clay, you know, is just trying to make money. But he's—he's he's, a lot of times it's out of his own pocket, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars, because um, we're really trying to shake up the nation and going state to state, reaching people, telling them the truth about what's happening, you know, with you—you you know what, doctors, yeah. lawyers, everything—and then also ministering the gospel people praying for them, leading them to Jesus. Oh, it's
1: huge, man.
2: It's amazing. Oh yeah, you've been there. That's right, that's where we
1: met. Yeah, that's how we met.
2: So it's just, um, you know, and so I'm doing that monthly, but otherwise really behind the scenes more, you know, just spending Mm -hmm. time with the Lord.
1: Which is so funny about the reawaken America thing. Um, So uh, is that it's being labeled as, you know, like I feel like everything that the, when the left wants to, to blast something, they just call alt right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and and that creates a certain stigma. It's like a bunch of it's a bunch of racists, and racism is not okay. And it's interesting because two weeks prior to that event here in here in Salem, um, my, my friend Krista Elisha came with her people, and they did a tent revival in the same location in the same parking lot of the Volcanoes, uh, baseball stadium, and. Um, they had said, they're like, we saw a principality leave. And it was almost like they were tilling the earth for mm-hmm. what Clay came in two weeks later with his event. And it was so peaceful. Like it was so, like there were protesters outside, but it was just like, there were barely any and and it's sad because it's like even that mentality is so pervasive of, uh, I was talking to, I don't know, you do know the Flyover Conservatives? David yes, Stacey White did? Yeah, so I was talking to them.
2: Wonderful. I was saying it's
1: really sad because that that mindset is so pervasive where they're like these are all racists coming in every single one of these people they're nazis they're racist they hate minorities um and so if that's your worldview, they're sitting there and they're watching thousands of people come into this event in their mind they're going they're going look at all these racists racism is a big issue it's it's a bigger issue than it was during the civil war it's this is, and, and it helped me honestly, in in a very weird way, I had compassion towards them and it helped me understand that how, how tricky of a lie that is that Satan comes in and just perverts their minds. But even at that event, looking around, I'm like, I saw so much diversity. Like I was like, so It wasn't
2: just white people. I mean, you know, there's, I'm half Jewish. I mean, there's all these different ethnicities on stage and off stage. Yeah. So many people. And it's amazing because there were about three or four Antifa people that came to protest. And Clay Clark bought a bunch of pizza and just said, hey, we have hot chocolate and pizza. <laughs> it's kind of cold out here. If you guys yeah. want to eat some pizza, they're like, ah, you know. Yeah. And so shower them with love. That's yeah. really the way to combat evil is good with evil, not evil with evil. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, it, even when I experienced even the New York Times writing a hit piece on me with the work I did at Project Veritas with James O'Keefe all slanderous, salacious accusations, trying to say that I was going on dates and luring them in. Uh, no, a lot of times I didn't even wear any makeup. I was undercover in socialist organizations, communist organizations with my colleagues, you know, asking questions as a reporter does undercover. And, um, you know, they try to just, just target you and, 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 um, and break you down. And, and I still do some undercover work here and there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and it's, it's amazing to serve this country Um, and, and, and they, they want to attack people that actually go out on the limb and actually try to find the truth. And so it is what it is. But, um, I always, I always say, you know, um, um, yeah, it's, it's, I actually, I was going to say that people can read it right away and believe it right away. And unfortunately there are people that don't discern even, even Christians out there that would be like, Oh, well, that's what you did. well, it's actually not what I did. And, you know, they'll judge you even in the, the event, like you were saying, people write hit pieces. Many people believe it. Many people are afraid to come to it. But again, you know, the truth prevails and you just keep doing what the Lord has you doing. Just keep moving.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, do you see more more of that kind of uh, I mean, you said you've done some undercover reporting on the side, but do you do you see more of that in your future?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think I was going to. Um, I will be going home to Florida in a month and there's a, there's some stuff that I'm still doing. So mm-hmm. I'll just say that with a, with a smaller yeah. organization, not with Project yeah. Veritas same same kind of people that came out of there. I still do a yeah. little work here and there. Mm-hmm. So,
1: so the thing that I, well, in in regards to that, and I know that Project Veritas gets, gets heat. They say it's not actual journalism, but it's actually like, as I mean, to me, it's the definition of journalism. But yes. why, why, why does this matter? Why does that stuff matter, Anna?
2: Yeah, well, you know, when you have a public official saying one thing to people on the stage and then having a completely different intention and bragging about it behind the scenes, yeah, I'm just saying that to them, but I'm really going to do this. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying I'm pro-life, but I'm really going to vote against life when I have the opportunity to when I become governor. You know, so you, what we're what it's all about. Ex- what we're about exposing, we're about also making people famous that don't want to be famous, that are saying one thing publicly and 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 saying another thing privately. We're not coming against private citizens. These are public officials.
0: Mm-hmm. We
2: should want to. We should know how they're going to rule on certain things. We should know how they're going to. You know what laws they plan
0: to pass. We should know. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today.
2: And so these are senators, governors, especially, you know, 2018 election, uh, sorry, 2022 midterm election. You know, I was very active in the 2018 midterm election. I mean, I infiltrated Andrew Gillum's campaign who's running against Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida praise the Lord, you know, Ron DeSantis won. Right. Um, it was a really close race. It was a very, I mean, it was very close. I mean, they were stealing it. They were trying to outright steal it. The guy is a radical leftist, radical leftist. And by the grace of God, pictures came out about what, what he was doing behind the scenes. That wasn't us, that was someone else. But but um, just holding people accountable and asking questions and exposing some radical organizations like DSA, Democratic Socialists of America. Um, and a lot of our government, a lot of actually the State Department are communists. Yeah. A lot of them are in these organizations. So, okay, well, let's talk to them as they're walking around and at these meetings. let you know, so we had a few of them that were active DSA members. We just had conversations with and recorded and released it to the public. Uh, one of the guys, Stuart Carafa, was fired, the one that I was investigating, and um he he was breaking the Hatch Act, meaning he was doing political work. Um in, while he was working at the state department, he was doing communist work while we're paying him tax yeah. dollars. He's doing communist work, literally setting up emails, setting up organizations, setting up, you know, different events and things like that. So he was exposed and he was fired because they had jacked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. I, um, I would imagine it was a pretty spiritually intense thing to go through, you know, uh, all of that, you know, infiltrating, being undercover, being in environments that maybe you're not as accustomed to being in. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was, it was honestly, it was, it was shocking because here you are with these people, especially communists, right. Who are so anti America. They're anti God. They're anti police. They're dropping F bombs here and there. They're saying F Trump, screw Trump, this Trump that, I mean, every kind of name you can imagine all day long, I would hear it. And it was really weird at first, but then you can't break character, So, Right. them bombs, but I said, "Yeah, you know."
1: Yeah, bombs. man. Yeah, that Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, he needs
2: to come out. He's a racist. He's a bigot. He needs to come out. And so, honestly, that that was light and darkness. I mean, you're in, you're you're yeah. around, you know, this darkness. But I have to say, the Lord changed my heart. Okay. He changed my heart in 2018, um and I share this all the time when I'm at you know Clay's event. Is that I literally thought the Democrats were my enemies. I thought the liberals were my enemies. I thought, you know, that. They're all my enemies you know the communists the liberals the you know, Democrats and they're really not when I spent right. time with them I can see that they had good intentions mm-hmm. they wanted to help this country Absolutely. you know love everybody and helping everybody and so you know they preach love without truth that's great and that's a lot of times Republicans conservatives are preaching truth without love yeah it's a stark dichotomy and so when I spent time with them I realized okay These really are, they can see, they're precious people. Some of them were even, um, honestly, even some of the socialist communists. They were so, they literally just got in there. They're learning about this ideology. They have a little family that they can talk to. They want to help the country. They think it's going to help. They don't realize, even though they have good intentions, that the solution never works. Mm. Marxism, socialism is an idea from the pits of hell. Come on. (laughs) And so they're not aware of it. But let me tell you, I did sense some radical ones there. I sensed radical, just... Heart and heart, full of hatred. I remember feeling if someone tells him to kill someone, he would do it. He wouldn't even think about it. He would do it in a second. I mean, there were some radicals and you felt it. You knew it. You knew it was full of demons. Whereas a lot, 99% of them, 98% of them were very sweet. And so the Lord really showed me Ephesians 6. You know, we battle not against flesh and blood. Yep. Our Democrats are not our enemies. It's the spirit yep. behind them that are our enemies. And unfortunately, even people on the right, conservatives, even though we also have good intentions, we actually have better solutions, right? Freedom, liberty. But a lot of times too, coming out of hatred, coming out of anger, coming out of frustration, coming out of unforgiveness. I understand that we're we're up against some crazy ideology, but we can't be just like them. We can't be full of hatred, full of frustration, full of anger. You know, you're a pedophile and you're a communist. That's not how you're gonna change them. That's right they'll say i'm actually not a pedophile i just i think it's okay for you know people to have you know gay marriage i think it's fine mm-hmm. okay you're labeling them something like we're called a nazi everyone on their side is not a pedophile so it's just right. it's just it's so divisive and so we have yeah. to help unite this country we have great. to unite and the, and jesus said a divided kingdom cannot stand and the only one that can unite it's not humans it's literally the power of the lord it's the grace of god it's the holy spirit so it's hard to do it. It's not easy. And it's something the Lord is really teaching me to really pr- talk in love. In love and and just love them. Cause it says the goodness of the Lord leads people to repentance. So right. being kind and good to them. If they're cursing your face, bless them. Okay. Well, God has an amazing plan for your life. I pray mm-hmm. you see that one day, you know, and just instead of cursing back and going to rallies and fighting. I mean, there's I've been so many of them and it's just anger on both sides. And they're both destroying this country.
1: Yeah. I think that's a great point and I completely agree and I think too even with like the left the the democratic ideology I guess it I can understand where they're coming from I don't feel like often the same courtesy is extended to to people yeah. on the right we're mm-hmm. just kind of all just oh no they're just anti-progression they're anti they just want to keep things the way they are and that's not going to solve the problem and uh, but I understand that compassion um from a lot of democrats mm-hmm. um uh but i obvi- i i call it there there's kind of two problems on that side of of uh trying to it's comp i call it compassion gone mad where it's like i mean that's kind of what we're seeing right now uh in our country uh but then also um trying to legislate compassion and it's a bit like even like the fr- uh, like the free will that god gives us if if he took us and He he made a cardboard box with Anna's face on it. And he, he, he had a recording in there that said, I love you, God, I love you, God, and your voice. And he stuck it in there. And he's like, ah, there's Anna. That wouldn't be real love. It would be a a program that he created, a robot, a cardboard robot that he created in your likeness that, and, and I feel like, trying to legislate compassion it takes away that free will it's like it's no longer compassion because it's been legislated we're being forced to do it yes um and i think that even so i was in missions for um a while and uh on one of the bases they had this thing where they were like they had mandated because it had happened one time during a season there was every thursday morning they would fast breakfast well they legislated it they made it mandatory and so years went by of, okay, no, every Thursday we don't have lunch. And it just, because it's not based out of anybody's conviction, it was based out of what well, works during that season. And that was great. So we're going to legislate and make it a, a mandatory thing. It loses its, it loses its power. It loses its significance to a lot of people where they're just like, ah, oh, I'm hungry. You know, like, and that's yes. obviously a heart issue for them, but I'm just talking about legislating something with sometimes with good intentions, but legislating something to make everybody do it um, loses its its meaning. It loses its its substance. So
2: yeah, but you know what the enemy knows that you know there's nothing new under the sun. Right. So the, the enemy knows that humans are sentinel beings. We have mm-hmm. emotions, and that's what the dictators, tyrants. I mean, that's what the enemy really pulls on. It pulls on our heartstrings. Yeah, and, and he he's done it so many times in this country um, to push various legislation. And it's all about pushing, pulling on the heartstrings. And so when you also now say that these people are evil, we need to, you know, these people are angry. These people are trying to destroy this country, conservatives, I mean, they're trying to come against our rights, we need to do this. I mean, Hitler did the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, with the Jews, he blamed everything on the Jews. It was it was just such a hatred and an anger and he pulled on the emotion of mm-hmm. the people to, to do certain things and it was all propaganda. The power of emotions, that's why even as Christians, The enemy knows the power of emotions. He'll pull on your heartstrings. Mm -hmm. And it might seem like it's a good thing you're doing, but actually, you know, you're actually hurting the person. You're preventing the person from being blessed by the Lord when they're depending on you and not on God. You know, there's just so many ways to apply, and the enemy knows. And so you're absolutely right. He pulls on emotions. And I have a friend, Jimmy from Brooklyn, who is an expert in communism and has really taught me a lot. He's an expert in Soviet communism, actually. And he said that Lenin did the same thing. And you can look at it as like... um, you know what, what? What they do is even in this country too. Even with the Civil Rights Act, you know the enemy infiltrated both sides, mm-hmm. both sides. Um, even the even the even um, even the feminist movement, right? So it's like homo Leninist, right? H- homosexual, homo Leninist. There are you know environmental Leninist, right? The climate change Leninist. You have the um, femi Leninist. They're all they're all Leninist, and the ideology is Marxism. Because what they do is they say, oh, you know, you don't have any rights, gay people you don't have any rights, women, you know, fight for your rights. And the solution is always Marxism. That mm-hmm. is always the solution. And that's what Lenin did. That's what Stalin did. That's what the dictators did. It was, you, you brandish a certain group. You said, you're going to help them, you know, ostracize one group. So you're going to help another group. It's all for your rights. We're going to help you. You know, help you. We're, we're in this together. And the solution is always Marxism. It's mm-hmm. always that. And so I love that the term homo Leninist, environmental Leninist, Femininists, it's, it's all, it's just a push of communism. It's a push of yeah. socialism to destroy the fabrics of this country. And if you hear even Antonio Gramsci, a very famous 1940s communist, who actually Mussolini put in jail, <laughs> was another communist <sighs> dictator, um, this, this, this communist, Antonio Gramsci, wrote, you know, Lenin is different. Lenin said, I'm going to take over the country with a radical revolution and then re educate them. So violence and then re educate them. Or Gramsci said, uh uh-uh. uh. Don't do it that way. First, you re-educate them, infiltrate their schools, (laughs) infiltrate their culture, infiltrate their media. You re-educate them that way, and then they will demand a revolution. Mm. And so that's exactly what we're seeing. And Antonio Ramsey said, the way that you take over a country is first find out the foundations of the country. In Italy, the Roman Catholic Church, infiltrate the Roman Catholic Church which we can see very communist ideology coming out of there. All religions are good. You know, all religions are fine.
0: Uh-huh. Uh,
2: you know, we should be able to, and, and they're pushing climate change with the Pope, you know, so it's just, it, they're infiltrated. Yep. In America, the foundations of this country is the constitution and the founding fathers and God, those three infiltrate the church, tell them that they're bad. The founding fathers take down their statues, ostracize them, claim them as racist, evil men and the constitution it's unfair. It's unequal. It's racist. It's bigoted. So yeah. it's just a communist ideology and, and, uh, and technique that, that many on the left know. Um, I should say many communists know Antonio Gramsci and that they're using his playbook to the T in this country. But amen. But God prevails. This is a time of glorious celebration. Mm-hmm. I mean, even I was to my spiritual mom even this morning was saying, Last night she was saying, there's a shift coming. There's a massive governmental shift coming. I know Julie, Julie Green's a friend of mine. She said the same thing. I mean, yep. all the prophets are saying the same thing. And so this mm-hmm. is an exciting time to be alive. The Lord yes. has picked us up for such a time as this. He's preparing us, equipping us, drawing us in even more to be a glorious bride, to be a forgiving, loving bride. Because let me tell you, when, these, when the left and people in the world, even conservative atheists out there, there's, there's many that don't know the Lord, are going to see just how evil people are and just how real God is. Because really is a time, Matthew 24, r- wars and rumors of wars. Kingdom, nation against nation. We're seeing this now. Kingdom against kingdom. This is God's kingdom versus the kingdom of the devil.
1: Mm-hmm. And the
2: kingdom of the devil I think he's going to take over the world with the new world order, but it's not going to happen. No way. <laughs> it's not happening. Hallelujah. There's a mass there's gonna be a shift coming, governmental change. Yeah government going bye-bye and um praise god and god reigning and god pouring out his glory on this country and around the world so this is a really exciting time
1: mm, so yeah perfect. and i do think you know because i i always love ending um you know on a, a hopeful note and so i'm glad that you said that too because i don't like i don't want the solution is not despair the solution is not hopelessness and i've talked to some friends who kind of lean a little bit more that direction and I just I get so excited about what God is doing, and yes. and like we've been on like so many different revivalists on this show, and and people that just have like are um, just filled with the joy of the Lord, and are are singing a different tune than even left versus right. It's it, it's a different tune, and that's that's what God's after in our hearts. Is it's like. I always say find the third way, you know, and it's, it's not this or that. It's like, God, what's your way? Not what's man's solutions of it's either a or B it's black or white. It's, it's this or that it's no God. What is your solution? And, and and I'm, I'm just like, I'm so excited, Anna, about what God is doing and, and what he's doing in people and the hearts that are changing. And even just watching, even in like the celebrity world. Um, I just saw the other day, I don't know if she's actually like there yet but um i don't know if you know who kat von d is she was like um famous tattoo artist I think she lived mm-hmm. in southern california she was on like a lot of different reality shows yeah but, what is uh, yeah, she so, yeah um the other day she was talking about how she got rid of all of her occultic books witchcraft books all this stuff and wow. she said there is there is a there is a battle between good versus mm-hmm. evil happening right now. And I don't want any part of that evil. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So everybody wow. know who knows Kat Von D, pray for her. Like yes. God is doing um, something in her. I'm um, telling you,
2: I I, yeah. I went to I love, you know, makeup and playing with it. Uh-huh. So I, I went, I remember I went to Sephora and I was gonna buy her stuff and, and I knew she was a Satanist. And yeah. I looked her up and I saw pictures. I said, Oh wow, okay. And I didn't buy yeah. any I don't want to support that. <clears throat> Prayed for her. Oh yeah. Jesus touch her. amen oh, yeah. And I know many people have been praying for her as well, I'm sure. Yeah. So praise God, look at that. Mm. God touched her. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, and you're right about the you know the hopeful message and also, you know again, even though we have conservative principles and we, we value the Constitution, we love this country, we love the freedoms we have, right They're endowed by our Creator in rights, mm-hmm. endowed by our God, even though we have beautiful conservative principles, We can also be passionately wrong if we are, you know, frustrated and angry and and upset with the other side. You know, the Lord really wants to heal this country. He really says, you know, stop with the unforgiveness, stop with the bitterness, you know, stop with the division, come together. And the only way you can come together, right, Amos 3.3 says, how can two men walk together if they're not in agreement? Well, the way that we're going to walk together is if they understand the love of God. And really it's by, it's by preaching the word. It's by telling them how much God loves them, setting them free, having their heart changed. The veil will lift off their eyes. They will see the truth. And so loving on people, even if it's your family and they don't want to talk to you, love on them. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't agree with you on the jab. They don't agree with you on this. They don't agree with you on Trump. They don't agree with you on anything. They don't agree with you that you're a Christian. You can, you know, be an example. Love on them, seek peace with all men, love on them. So continually, you know, seek peace, seek them, seek them and bless them and pray for them. Because I'm telling you, God is doing it now. Kat Von D, Satanist, occultist, got saved. So, you know, loving on your family, being an example, they will see you from the side. Let me tell you a family that are atheists, you know, total atheists, they tell me, but they call me when they need prayer. They call me when they have a situation where they need help. And so- That is the person that you want to be in your family, because this is the time the Lord, you know, Lord's really moving in our homes, in our churches, and also in this country, in our government, in our nation. So praise the Lord.
1: That's right. And people, you just body of Christ, you got to just be bold and pray for people. You just got to do it. Um, Yes. You know, and it's like, yeah, Yeah, even if it's atheist family, just be bold and pray for them. Uh, So, yeah. Anna, uh, this was great. This is awesome. Can you do me a favor and pray for the people?
2: Yes. Amen. Well, Father, I want to thank you, Lord, for these beautiful brothers and sisters. Some people you're just pulling on their heartstring. I even feel that there's some people right now that, are th- that I can feel. The, the Lord is bringing to, to mind some people you need to forgive. Hmm. There's some unforgiveness, some, some deep unforgiveness. And the Lord understands. He understands those deep wounds. He understands it. But he wants you to release it. He wants you to release it to him because this is a time where we're all going to the next level. It's graduation day. (laughs) It's time to go to a higher level. You cannot go higher as a bird, right? If you have like baggage on a bird, won't be able to fly, won't be able to soar. So right now, Father, do you just pray, pray this with me as well? Father, right now we repent, Lord. I repent, Lord, for any unforgiveness in my heart, Lord. I repent of any bitterness, Lord. Even being mad at any of the Democrats or liberals or my con- con- congressman or, or woman, Lord, forgive me for being frustrated, Lord. Give me the grace to be loving on them, sending them precious, gracious, graceful emails saying, you know, we love you. We're praying for you. You know, this isn't godly. We pray that you will see this too and help us in in our state, where you're a leader in our nation, and I'm praying for you, right, Lord. We even pray for. Biden, Lord God, President Biden, Lord. I know that we know the truth, Lord, but we pray for him. Right now, he's leading the country, Lord, and we pray peace in his life, Lord. We pray that Mm -hmm. he be touched by God. We pray that he be radically transformed, Lord God, because you can use anyone. You use a donkey in the Bible, Lord. Lord, says you want no one to perish. So we pray for that. We pray for him, Lord, and everyone else, Lord, Nancy Pelosi. Touch all of them, Lord. If they refuse to repent, Lord God, would you expose the truth like never before, Lord? Expose the truth, Father God. Give you the glory in all things, Father. I thank you that we are just releasing unforgiveness, releasing any bitterness right now at the altar of the Lord. Father, set us free, Lord. Take us higher, Lord. Let us hear you better. Let us discern you clearer, Lord. Let us know what's happening in our families, Lord, so we can minister unto them, Lord. We pray and bless. We even bless Jerusalem right now. We bless Israel. Right now, we pray peace. And love in Jerusalem, Father God. We know it's your firstborn son. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, Lord, just bless everyone right now. And all is well. A- Isaiah 3 10 Tell the righteous that all is well. So praise God. It's not well with the wicked, it's well with the righteous. So praise God. Mm. Yeah. Thank mm. you, Jeff. Bless Amen.
1: You. Anna, how can people follow you? Because you're all over the place on social media. Thank
2: you, Jesus. Um, the best place to follow me is is on Twitter. I love to tweet. So, um, Twitter Anna Kate on Twitter or on Instagram, real Anna Kate, although I barely ever use it. Um and then you can always email me gatheringbride at gmail.com. If you want to send me an email or a question or you want me to pray for you or anything like that, if you need help in the situation, please email me gatheringbride at gmail.com and also on YouTube. As Well, I'll be actually going live in a little bit in half an hour with actually my spiritual mama, Pastor. Oh Chris.
1: my goodness. Hi. I gotta check that out. I gotta yes. see the face. I gotta see the face. Oh, oh
2: my goodness. Tomorrow. And then tomorrow we're gonna do live prophecy on, on oh, YouTube. Come on, so man. if you you know, do you come in? You don't have to say words, she'll pray over you. She'll know she's very praise the Lord, the most prophetic person I've ever met. Hallelujah. So awesome. So yeah, we'll do Bible study on Saturday as well. So feel free to awesome. join us. Jeff, you're blessing. Thank oh, you so thanks. much
1: yeah you're a blessing, Anna. Come on now, yeah, um, everybody you know the drill all of that is in the the links are in the description. links to her rumble to her email. her email is in the description. So by all means, write her if if God really spoke to you during this, like we need when we're out in the front, it encouragement helps, you know, and hearing those testimonies of the people impacted by what God is doing through us, Anna like really does help. It really does so. Um, everybody go shower her with love and blessings go like follow subscribe all that good stuff to all her stuff so Anna thank you so much this was great
2: thank you Jeff God bless you until next yeah. time bye guys yeah,
1: absolutely everybody tune in tomorrow Friday we're doing the parenting for. it's absolutely amazing with Harmony Meyer and my sister Jen so you guys are not going to want to miss it it's a super powerful episode and have a great day we'll see you on Friday